Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yeah, your, your character is the first character that we've ever had to like, put a content warning on our podcast, so congratulations for that. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry that all that cum got through scot-free. <laughs> we happy crew, we joyfully join the fray. No daring do, we wouldn't pursue, but thinking it through, that isn't the dragon It has been 1,000 years since the ill-fated wedding of Sergei von Zarevich and Petrina Koyana, a marriage of true love and political expediency that would have secured a peace for generations amongst the nascent republics of the Sword Coast. What happened instead is remembered in infamy. Petrina's death changed Strad, and in a fit of self-loathing and fury, he unstitched her city of Carcosa from the world, and in doing so, flung Petrina's soul far from his reach, an act for which he will never forgive himself. Now, scholars say that every hundred years, on the dawn of the Great Convergence, shadowy forces have worked to bring Carcosa back. Certainly, the Convergence has coincided with the rise of many cults, most recently a group who call themselves the followers of the Lampwick. Now, seven gates hold Carcosa from the world, and one by one the cult has overcome them. Despite the, let's say, inconsistent efforts of a group of adventurers known as the Dragon Friends. Most of those gates lie open. Strad, thought long dead, has never been this close. We stand in the shadow of a new age of darkness. Meanwhile, deep under the cult's headquarters, the halfling rogue Bobby Pancakes adjusts his weight on the shoulders of his half-orc friend, a velvet curtain wrapped around his shoulders, impersonating a vampire count on a balcony to a throng of his followers is a risky play. It has to work. Bobby calls out for attention in the custom traditional to this specific vampire count. Oi, cunts. <laughs> the room falls silent as the cultists as one look up at Bobby and his shabby disguise. They seem to be buying it. In the stillness, Bobby, you see one gnome pull an apple out of his sleeve and without breaking eye contact, takes a single bite. And at that moment, a giant mouth materializes in your stomach and a loud Guy Montgomery-esque voice proclaims, Hey, save some for me. I'm hungry too. <laughs> there is a delicate pause. What's funny about this is I had a whole month to think of something to say. (laughs) 
Listen up, ball bags. I have known darkness. I have known emptiness. And that emptiness has borne in me a hunger so great that a fucking mouth appeared on my tummy. And it wants to devour. It wants to take this world and swallow it whole. Okay, make for me a deception check. You need a 12. Uh, that's a hot five, Dave. Oh, wait, deception. Wait, 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 wait. Uh-oh. Nine plus five. Fourteen. Fourteen. Oh, my goodness. Okay, um... One... There is a moment of indecision and one of the um, more prescient mop-top gnomes by the name of Tuk-Tuk speaks up for the group. Well, just hold on a second, Tuk. Well, this is what I sound like. <laughs> well, just, uh, if this is the Dark Lord, and if it is, I, I, first of all, um, lovely to see you. I hadn't really thought I'd come face to face. Um, but, um, look, I have some questions if this is truly the Dark Lord. You question me, and well you may. Mm-hmm. I have arrived early. Yes, yeah, that's my first thing I was Because of the misdealings of your herald. Unable to open all of the gates, he offered me his eyes. It seems that particular ingredient uh, creates a, a situation where uh, uh, I am birthed early, much like a woman with child uh, who eats a hot pepper and then uh, goes into labour... That's happened to me. Space laboured me out. Poof, here I am with a fucking big mouth on my tummy. <laughs> Look, I'm hungry. I know that. I told you. But it's not ideal. But is that, is that in lieu of the blood of the arch rival? Yes, yes, you hear some muttering. The, well, the blood of the arch rival. Strahd would not come back to life without the blood of the arch rival. I not clear on that point. Look, guys... I'm I'm loath. It feels like you're about to say take a knee. <laughs> I'm I'm loath to admit this, but I didn't come back as I would have wished. Uh, and Bobby sort of just um, jumps down off Filger's um, shoulders <laughs> and appe- and stands on the railing. Look at me, I'm short. Make another deception check. Thank you, Rogue. That's a fifteen plus nine, so twenty work. <laughs> He is diminished. He is diminished. <laughs> Shut up! I just need some of that blood, and then I, all all things pointing to going equal is if my legs will just grow that extra bit, and I'll be back to my former self. And if you guys say a fucking word, you seek the blood of the arch rival. You want the. <laughs> but we all seek the, the blood of the arch rival. Yeah, but I get first dibs. We seek it for you, oh Dark Lord. Yeah, no shit. Get cracking. At this moment, I will say, um, unbeknownst, because all of the attention is on this mezzanine level where Stra- a diminished Strahd is standing on a balcony <laughs> in front of Filge, terrified and motionless under a black velvet curtain. Yeah, is, she, is the curtain still wrapped around? I would say you I, look I, like, a, like an anti-ghost. I just take... 
A few slow steps to the side. And because everyone's attention is is up to the top, nobody sees now as the bartender of the decorated man ushers in two more figures. Baston Indrirovich, disguised as a member of the cult, and the newly tattooed table walking on the palms of his hands? Yes. Because he cut his legs off? Yes, my arms are very long and I'm walking along on them quite nicely, thank you. Did you you arrive here too early too? No one notices them. They, they, right, okay. they, they walk quietly into the room and they're on the ground floor. Otherwise, the ground floor is just full of these gnomes looking upright and in the centre of the room is an altar with the figure of your friend Thomas Smedley chained against it and standing, this gnome you've been talking to, Tuck Tuck, who is holding in his hands a rune-covered book. Uh, Tuck Tuck says, um, Well, um, Dark Lord, the, um, the Tome of Last Truth is prepared. And I, and I fail to un- understand. You told us that you... We were, we were told by your herald that you would lie in repose in the arms of your love in the soil that confined her bones. I'm really sorry. I don't want to sound on middle manage but um, it seemed like there was kind of a process. In yeah, well, I, I think I've made it pretty clear that this herald... We had is- until dawn to find the blood of the arch-rival and then we would bring it to you to bring you back to life. But that's already kind of happened, I guess. So are we like, is this a half day? What's the situation? Because I'm just going to talk to Jenny from HR. Well, as far as I'm concerned, I'm pinning this all on the Herald. He made some poor decisions. Honestly, I would um, think very seriously about a demotion for him. You, you wish to demote the Herald? Yeah, I wish to fucking kick him in the balls. Oh, my God. And there's a lot of kicking me in the balls. Kicking me in the Dave, balls. Where's, who's got the book? Tuck Tuck is holding the book, and he's just standing there. Yep, he's standing. Is he there. like? Is he gesticulating wildly with it? Like, is it? Is he holding it around, or is he has it like tucked he's, in? You know, he's kind of yeah, gesticulating with it. He's about fifteen feet away from you, but there are many gnomes between you and him, mm. and he's standing next to the figure of Thomas Smedley. And Tuck Tuck looks at you and he says, "If you are the Dark Lord, then perform the miracle of the thousand bats, and then we will take the herald and we will rend him." Limb from sodden limb. Or as you say, kick him in the balls. <laughs> Dave, I want to try and sneak over towards... Make a stealth check for me. Thomas Smedley to try and unchain him. DC 16. One, 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 one. <laughs> one, 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 one. It's a big one, 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 one. Baston sneaks forward and un- and he starts to make his way through the gnomes and then suddenly one of them looks and they says a human and they all stop and part and they look at Baston who is dressed and I say or am I <laughs> and then like like you hear like a hundred voices at one go yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> can we try that one two three yeah. <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly what it sounds I think like. I just shat myself. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew that that was the brown note? That was the brown note. Well, well, uh, I am the Herald. <laughs> Returned. Yes, I gave my eyes. These are glass ones. Kick his nuts. Kick his nuts. What? Kick his nuts. Not kick, kick his, his nuts. nuts. Kick, kick his, his nuts. nuts. Not my kick balls. Kick his nuts. And then Phil just 
flings the curtain off and goes, I am the Herald! <laughs> um, they're, they're growing very, very restless now. The, the gnomes are starting to mutter. Tuck Tuck is losing the room. You have, a, you have about six seconds. How, how far away from the top of the balcony to um, Smedley? Uh, is Smedley is just uh, like yeah. he's 15 feet down and about 10 feet across from where you are and now he's only about 5 feet from where you are because you walked right Smedley? Forward. Smedley and Tuck Tuck who's still holding the book have you ever can you kick a chain to break it no I mean I can't you don't can't. think that'll work okay I've got an idea Bobby's gonna grab the curtain the edge of the curtain it's with the curtain that Phil's just wearing yeah oh, well, no, I've just flung it off to reveal myself as mm. the herald and I'm going to leap from the edge of the balcony as far across, uh, covering all those gnomes, or as many as I can. <laughs> About four. In, well, no, how big is it? You said it was like big curtains for a big theatre. I assume they're at least that big. How many, cur- how many, how many gnomes do you think you could... Co- oh, okay. Why do you they're gnomes. <laughs> but you're very small as well. Yeah, but so I'm travelling a distance across. Make an acrobatics check for me. Make a trigonometry check. I was going to say, I'm so sick of all the DC trigonometry 15, in the show. DC 15. That's a 16 already, so that does it. All right, so um, Bobby immediately seizes Simon's the moment. Simon's rolling hot. <laughs> Bobby seizes the moment of indecision and does a flip. And I yell, bats! <laughs> As he grabs the curtain and he uh, rides it down into the gnomes. And no, I'm not running it down. I'm leaping across so it drapes. Across, a la Batman. It's there, like it's like no a, balcony on the other side. No, I'm draping. I'm jumping down to the stage as far as I can. Yeah. So you're gonna land next to Smedley? Yeah, man. Yeah. And as you do, you land next to Smedley, and half of the gnomes are suddenly enveloped in these old black filch-smelling curtains. <laughs> I'm gonna try and get Smedley out of his chains. Well, you, 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 this is surprised everyone, so you can have advantage. What are you doing? I'm gonna try and pull him out of his chains. Make a strength is, is, check. Is there a thing? Yeah, I'm gonna break. When you can. try to get the book and I'll go the chains. Uh, are you good at chains? Yeah, dude, I'm all a right. fucking... I'm kicking the dude with the book in the face. Make an opposed. Eat shoe, fool. Uh, 15. 15, all right. So Baston immediately, as the curtain comes down, goes and kicks Tuck Tuck solidly in the face. Oh, uh-huh. my face. And the book goes wild, sprawling onto the floor of the room. Or does it go onto the, um, the, the, big, the big curtain <laughs> on the top? Don't try your luck. I'm just... <laughs> Can I take a move? Yep, you're still up on the balcony. Can I jump down? I'm going to try and get the book. Make an acrobatics check as well. I got an actual 20, David. Filled. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Executes a flip and a half before landing on the altar and catching the book as it drops. Before if she does a flip and a half, does she land on her face? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. She <laughs> lands perfectly on but top of her head. Perfectly daintily yeah. on her nose. On her and then sort of turns it into, into a headstand, flips it into a b-boy stance and then lands on yes. her ground. Yeah. Meanwhile, that is everybody in the room except... For table, what is table, table doing? Oh, table uh, is a bit slow, so he's like, uh, I'm, I'm also the herald. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, table would just like to take this moment to say, Wow, an incredible jump of eighteen point zero two seven seven five meters. I think it was feet. Tom. Was it feet? It, it was, was feet. Tom. Is that a trigonometry? Oh joke? my god, they've been <laughs> doing trigonometry. Pythagoras, brothers! I use Pythagoras's theorem on your on your facts about how far away the. <laughs> 
God bless you. Don't, don't Can you I tell you? Res- respect yourselves. Res- Thomas. Stop it. Don't cheer me. I'm one of you. Stop. Thomas Walker, I am granting you an inspiration token. Uh, pretend I have it. You get a re-roll on one dice today. Okay, cool. Can I just tell you that those two are sitting next to me and they were giggling their little heads off. They're like, hee 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 hee. And I was like, oh, what are they doing? And it was trigonometry. (laughs) (laughs) The reason we were laughing is because Hing saw me write something down, pause, then write down 15 times 15, do 5 times 5 is 25, and then just stop clearly out of my (laughs) death. <laughs> and he then leant over and said, 15 times 15 is 225. <laughs> and Tuck Tuck calls out, Guards, guards, fetch the mouthers, fetch the thugs, something is afoot, guards! Um, Bobby rolls a 17 to um, unlock the chain. Is for Thieves Tools? My whole turn was doing maths. <laughs> yeah. So the way that it works in D&D is you can perform an attack or you can perform a skill check such as an intelligence check, which you have chosen to perform. So that is In real life. That is your entire turn. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Thank you. Uh, Now, you rolled a 17. Now, you were trying to do this under speed. This will break your thieves' tools if you try to do this in combat situation. Sure. Okay. With a snap and a click and a busted torque wrench... Bobby is able to click them op- the handcuffs open and Thomas Smedley slumps to the ground as Tuck Tuck calls for guards and you can see guards appearing at the far doors. There is still the door that um, Baston and Table. Table came through. I'm going to pick up Thomas Smedley and then everything goes into slow motion what? and my hero by the Foo Fighters starts to play. <laughs> and there's like a light rain and it's like there's like big floodlights and there's light from the floodlights coming through and it's like... Is this a class ability or more like of a racial? Um, I think it's very much a white guy ability. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you grab the figure of Thomas Medley, tortured artist, you throw him over your shoulder as you start to fight your way out the door. Now these are deep gnomes, they're not combatants and you're able to push them aside. I need everyone trying to make to this door to make for me an athletics or acrobatics check and beat 12. Natural 20. Beat it. Oh, yeah. A- can I use athletics? Yes. 11. Not good. That's adjusted. Adjusted, Dave. Okay, so you have to choose. You'll either take 2d6 hit points of damage as the gnomes tear at you, or you will drop Smedley. Just walk over the curtain. They won't be able to get you. Yeah, no, I'll take, I'll take the damage and be like, does everybody see how much I'm struggling? Right, you take 7 hit points of damage. This is fucking heroic! <laughs> you take 7 hit points of damage. Now, is that, now, meanwhile, Tuck Tuck is backing away with the book in his hands. As you can see now, huge, thuggish cult. Didn't I get the book? Did you, oh, no, yeah, that's yeah, wrong that 20. Oh, sorry, you're right. So he's walking backwards as you can see big, bouncer-esque, um, thuggish members of the cult. Huge uh, humans that almost look like they have troll or ogre blood in them start to burst through the far doors as Tuck Tuck disappears into the crowd and you all race through the doors, leaving them open behind you? Hmm... Somebody close the doors! Can I try and close the door behind me? You can, yeah, yeah. All right, so you close the door. Is yeah. there anything to barricade anything in the... Uh... Wait. <laughs> Use me. 
No table, you can't. No. You'll surely die. This is what table is meant for. Someone push me up against this door. Okay. Um, a, at this point, I will point out that next to table is like a standard, like, barricade. Table? Yeah, a table. <laughs> um, so you, have you got two arms left? Yes. So left. Field picks him up and she kisses him on the forehead and she says, You shall die a great warrior's death. <laughs> and then she threads like one of each arm through, through the, like, the handles of the door. Yeah. This is how it always had to be. <laughs> and I flex my biceps, closing the door behind me, activating my delts. <laughs> there is a thump. And Table grunts as the door is slammed by an ogre on the other side. Flexes the lats, so I'll make a strength check. Uh, that is an eight plus you get, three. You have dice of inspiration. Oh, oh yeah, I'll uh, take Flex a reroll those lats, on that. Tom. That is a 15 yes. plus yeah. six. 21 on my lats. 21 means flex. that you will survive for four turns before the door will be opened. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I really think we're downplaying what's being opened when the door gets open. <laughs> and as you back quickly down the empty run! as you back quickly down the down the corridor, all you can see is the figure of a fully contorted and flexed table hovering slightly off the floor as he maintains unnecessary eye contact. <laughs> My last words. Quit looking at me. (laughs) This is embarrassing. (laughs) And you turn a corner never again to see the hero that they call Table. Give me your character sheet. (laughs) I uh, hope it didn't take you too long to get here today. We cut to table in slow motion as he yells out with perfect clarity, hold the door closed, hold the door. (laughs) Can we get a flash into Valhalla to see him? uh... Later in the show we will. (laughs) For now, I will sit here quietly. (laughs) (laughs) Because you race around the door to find that the doors back up into the main floor of the decorated man are locked but there is a door ajar to the side that leads deeper. So you can already see a stairway leading deeper into the sub-basement area underneath the illustrated man. Well, a door's a door. Uh, We could try and just bust through the door. You can. Your your lockpicks are broken, don't forget. To back outside. Do we have a carriage? Do we come in our carriage? Yeah. You can... Yes. Remember, LaCroix summoned you a final carriage as a final gift to you after you fired him. No, he still works for us. Okay. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Um, Don't we... We need to stay here and we need to finish closing the gate. Shall we go through this door that Dave has told us is open? It feels like a trap. Oh, all right. Well, you go first then. <laughs> hey. <laughs> there is a thump and a heroic stoic scream. Let's uh, barricade ourselves uh, inside with an actual... With an actual table. Okay, let's go. And then you hear the other half of his face go, Ow! (laughs) Um, 
<laughs> All right, let's, let's do go. it. Let's run. We'll okay, run. you race. Go, go, you go. race downstairs and you head into another room, which seems uh, for the basement it seems larger than you would expect. It. The footprint of the basements are bigger than that of the store, but you bust into another room, which you can see is full of couches and like low lounges, and the air is heavy with scented smoke. There are hookers around the room. Is that how you? Pr- oh no, <laughs> hookers. <laughs> No, I want a hookers. That's like like a hubbly bubbly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Hooker. Hooker. There are hookers um, around. I believe we call them pipe workers. <laughs> <laughs> With figures in cultist robes slumped around them. And then at the back on one of the lounges, you see a figure that you recognize as the supine form of one lion shield banknote. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! What? Which he says into his hookah and then coughs. <coughs> what the fuck, banknote? You've been getting high this whole time? Uh, no, it's fine for you. I read a study, it's fine. Uh, unless you take the one with the marijuana in it. It's basically, the pods are fine, man. Oh. <coughs> Kids love it. What you been doing this whole time? Uh, I, I got, um, I, I was blasted away and then I was in hospital for a bit and um, my insurance sort of ran out. It was pinged. Um, but uh, we're, we're fine now. I'm here... Been smoking a lot of opium. Why? Well, Why? Well, what are you guys? Because I to? actually wanted you to be in hospital, but you see, this was a compromise of sorts. Yeah. Well, Dave called me and said, um, and said, "Hey, when we find you, you're going to be in a hospital." And I said, "At the sanatorium." Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and I, I said, "Well, this was this was about an hour ago." Uh, I, <laughs> I said to Dave, "Banknotes don't do hospitals, Dave." And I hung up the phone. Yeah. <laughs> And then when I got here, he said, as a compromise, you can be on a lying hosp- on the couch. That's yeah, like- you can, well, he said you can be on a hospital bed in the Illustrated Man. So I said I'll do that. So I'll, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm still on a hospital bed, <laughs> smoking a hookah. <laughs> and is it opium? Uh, mine is. What, no, what's y- yours? Yours, yours is. Yours is, I think, cherry bomb blast. <laughs> but he's like trying to be cool. He's like, yeah, no, I'm, oh, I'm so high right now. <laughs> uh, uh, I've got the munchies. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh. <laughs> are, are there other exits from this room? Yeah, there's, you can see other doors leading further, more stairs leading down again. Spooky. And there are, as I said, three or four figures almost passed out of cultists. It seems that the cult used this room um, to try to experience the glimmering dream. To oh, as a kind of like a chill out. Ah, uh, the cultists. Did you say the cultists are wearing robes? Yep. Can I um, take a robe off one of the cultists and yeah, put it onto myself? Yeah, there's four cultists. Are the, are the cultists like commoners? How many hit, like, hit points? <laughs> oh, and, um, there's four of them, as I said. There's two half-elves, there is a half-orc, and there is a gnome. One of the deep. they're all talking, but like they're quite like out of it. And one of them's like, so I hear like if you um, really like see the glimmering, you get to get to something called level seven, which everybody's just, talking about. I'd this level never seven. heard of level seven before, but like I didn't even know there were levels. But I guess if we just really try hard, we can do it. If you want to get to level seven, you got to give your clothes away. That's the test. <laughs> Re- really? Sure thing. We're level eights. Level. <laughs> yeah, we level eights. 
Making a deception check <laughs> with advantage because they are technically poisoned. Oh, a one and a five. A one and a five. I don't believe we'll be giving you our clothes. Then we would be... Well, I don't believe you'll be getting to level eight then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, start, you hear another grunt and a scream down the corridor upstairs. Oh, ooh, ah, <laughs> And it seems... <laughs> Thanks for sticking around, Tom. <laughs> it's just an honour to add to the VO reel. <laughs> Table is, yeah, close to death, and then soon there will be cultists pouring down this corridor. we we, we got to go. Yeah, let's hustle. Come on. Let's go. Come on, banknote. <laughs> you <laughs> druggy, <clears throat> degenerate, low life. What? <clears throat> Come on. And Fields will kind of help him up. And, you... Uh, Hustle out with it. Filch grabs banknote as you walk through the next door, which has a little one of those little. Um, oh, this it's the wood bit frame. And you, no, you know. Do you mean a wood, a wooden table? You know, you get the wooden thing and you the put door. it down. And oh, then it's a got bar. a bar. It has a it's bar. It's a bar. The door has yeah, a, a wooden bar. table. Yeah, thank you. A table <laughs> to use the common parlance, and you. You bar it just at that moment as the arm of table is ripped from the body of table, which is still connected to the arm of table. The stronger arm, it turned out. Oh, can I... Because in my vision of this, Jeff, okay. is, if that's all right with you, And Dave, he had a vision, Dave. Yeah. Is for the doors to bang open and for me to be perfectly split in two. And for each half to is be left... Is that the left. weakest part of you was the centre? Well, yes, because it has neither the strength of will of the right or the freewheeling uh, <laughs> craziness of the left. The centre cannot hold. You've heard that. Eh? Lincoln said that. <laughs> it's about this very specific situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when my centre cannot hold, I split directly down the middle. <laughs> yeah. And uh, for that split second, the uh, which side of the brain handles logic? Uh, the left, I think. Left. Okay, the left side of my brain is worried that uh, the thing I've always believed is not in fact true. And the right side of my brain uh, is really enjoying the patterns <laughs> <laughs> on the wall. Meanwhile, in a very specific Valhalla. <laughs> hey, what do you see in Valhalla? Uh, I pop in. Whoa! Oh, I look down and my legs are still there and I quickly take an axe, chop them off. <laughs> the first thing the table is going to do is get to second Valhalla by dying in battle. <laughs> and we'll leave him there. Thank you very much, Tom Walker. Now, Bobby, because you were leading, I need you to very quickly make an in- a investigation check for me. Tom, I can't help but notice you're still on stage. Oh, everyone said I could stay, so I'm just going to be on my phone here. <laughs> yeah. That's a 12. I didn't bring my headphones, so I'm just going to play old episodes out loud. <laughs> if I've got to listen to this, you've got to listen to this. Put your phone away. <laughs> Racing uh, through the corridors under the illustrated man, it seems, as I said, impossibly large for the footprint of the building, and you start to realise that these basements are merging with the sewers of Daggerford and what seems to be older architecture as well, an old city underneath the city. You can see an old street of which now there is a sort of lazy, effluent sewerage river flowing through. And, yeah, it's all quite gross. But you, following along the side of it, you try to seek the, um, the freshest air that you can to try and make your way as you can hear banging on the doors behind you and you soon find a doorway 
that looks open and you can f- smell fresh air beyond it, but you also think you can hear voices. And smell cookies? No. You can't smell cookies? Yeah. No. They say always when you're trying to sell a house, always bake cookies, put cookies in the oven. And Bobby, <laughs> you put your hand up as everybody is silent behind you. Seems unlikely, but yes. <laughs> no, actually, Baston's talking about cookies. You'll be like, does it smell like... It smells like cookies. Is anyone else smelling cookies? Am I no. having a stroke? <laughs> <laughs> so you hear voices and you smell fresh air beyond. Okay, guys, we're going to go out this door and we're just going to blend in straight away. Everyone got it? Yes. How are you all dressed again, remind me? Hospital I'm- bed. <laughs> <laughs> you brought the hospital bed with you? What, well, they're, they're worth so much money, Dave. What do you mean? There's always a, have you, there, there was always a shortage of beds. You're going to waste a bed? Yeah, I think I tried to get him out of the bed. And he was like, no, no. And he clinged on, so I just had to wheel the bed. I think that's what happened. Okay, right? so you're dressed in a hospital bed. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's put, um, you're in the hospital bed. You stay there. We'll put um, the, the, the comatose painter under the, under the covers. Mm-hmm. We're going to wheel it out. We're going to pretend to be doctors, everybody. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, like in an ER. ER. Okay, here we go. One, two, three. I need 50 cc's of pentafentanol. Stat, stat. And very loudly, the four of you walk into what can only be described as a fantasy stables. Cool. <laughs> there are a couple of horses tied up. There is a couple of crates in the corner stamped with a sigil. You recognise as the crest of Barovia. And there are two stable hands, big, burly boys who are... Um, one of them is like pitchforking straw and the other one has a pair of tongs and a stake and is standing next to the crate. And they both stop and look at the loud, anachronistic... Audio-visual experience that walks through the door. You boys, go and boil some towels. This man's about to give birth. (laughs) What kind of check is that, David? That's a deception check. No. Do you know what? You're being assisted with your plus nine deception with by Filge and Frizo and Baston. So I'm going to... And Backnot. So I'm going to say that you need to do this with... Disadvantage, mm. and it's DC 18. Whoa. Whatever, man. <laughs> Bing bong. Guess who makes it? Really? 17. On both rolls. 17 and 15. <laughs> you did it. You need 50 cc of what? Towels. Towels. <laughs> towels, you fool. Yeah, oh. All right, well, uh, 50 cc's of towels. Yeah, we better get... Uh, get uh, but they have, we have to feed the mouth. Take a breed. You go get the towels. Yeah. I'll stay here and uh, and feed the master's beasts. Towels. You stay here. Yeah, towels and 50 cc's, which I believe is a type of chip. Yes. CC stands for corn chips. Yes, I am familiar with the medical parlance. Thank you. And he runs out. So this is one left. You boy, open these crates now. But open the crates? Do it. But once they get a scent of blood, they follow forever. I slap him in the face. All right, I'm opening the crates. <laughs> Wait, we're not going to... You're not going to listen to what he just said? No, I don't... <laughs> no. Uh, I don't care. I said open them. All right, he grabs... He goes over and he finds a pry bar in the corner of the room throwing the meat and the... Um, 
the pliers? pliers aside and he starts scrounging for a pry bar. As he does, you notice the room is now empty. As I said, there are a couple of horses on the door, but also you can see fresh air and a bit of um, the sunset of sunset coming through the arched doors at the end. These doors lead out back into the streets of Daggerford um, and his back is to you. Dave, can I take this opportunity? Bank are you in a bed? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Banknote's going to take this Grandpa Joe over here To, 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 <laughs> to, to tie uh, Some of the bed sheets to a, the, to a horse So he's got a little carriage now Oh like a bed carriage This yeah. opportunity mm. So th- w- while his back is turned You get Filch to push you over to a horse And you tie yourself to the horse. No, No, it ties the bed to the horse. The bed to the horse. Okay, good. It's like a carriage now. Excellent. All right, so you're going to tie the bed to the horse. What do the crates look like, Dave? They're they're large, (laughs) big enough to have like um, a sort of monster in them. Sort of unspeakable evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, as I said, they are stamped with the sigil of old Barovia. And now Mm. he's found the private, and he's like, "All right, you sure I should do this? I was told." No, wait a second. I've thought now. I've thought about it. What's in here again? The master's beasts. Mm. What manner of beasts? Who? Which master? The master. The only master. Oh, shit. You think they bad? I think they bad. Uh, Wait, do you mean me? Uh, well, sort of like you, but taller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I've never seen you before. You appear to be a halfling with like a kind of vampire, like a six-year-old's idea of a vampire's how, face paint on. How dare you? <laughs> Are you saying my disguise isn't holding? Well, not now, while you're on the ground. Your disguise only went from about your sternum to your head, really, because the rest of it relied on a... And I think a lot of it relied on, like, your acting ability, and you just walked in doing your George Clooney impression. I think it, like... Yeah, it didn't help that you pretended you were a fucking Chicago hope. Our our society's greatest vampire. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I'm confused. Do you want me to open this or not? Uh, Hmm. No. No, I'm going to go with no. Do you have any fire? Wait a minute. What? Are you doctors? Do you want them open? Wait, There's are they no be- one supposed to be on this level. Who are you people? Uh, I'm George Clooney. That- a very handsome doctor. No, that doesn't ma- add up at all. Says Breen with freshly boiled towels in his hands. <laughs> and corn the- chips. Uh, uh. Guards, there's someone's broken into the stables Guards, and Breen starts to ring a bell Bobby goes up and slaps the side of the horse That's attached to um, the bed and just says Yeah, and then grabs onto the side of it Okay Filch, can can I jump onto the bed? Yeah, let's all jump on the bed You jump onto the bed You go, yeah, and the horse Sprints towards the door Before the post that he is tied to Reaches the end of its rope And he falls on his bum Oh, no Uh, uh, I'll get the door. You get the rope. <laughs> okay. okay. They, they, now, Brain is ringing the bell in earnest, and the other one, whose name is Jackster, is running towards the doors as you run towards the main arch doors and give them a push. Yes. All right, you push them open, and you feel the sunset kiss your face, and at that moment, <laughs> you, you bump into a figure standing in front of three other figures that you recognize by not just his beard and his cool vest and chained wallet, not just by his dark Ray-Bans and fedora with a single feather, or by the horn in his hands, because it is the figure of Grim Saltback. Oh. Pre- Jesus, guys, watch with the rush! Behind him are three more musicians. Uh, hello, my name is okay, Lion Shield Bagnard. <laughs> <laughs> on a bed, 
not near them. No, but no, we're all on the. Bobby, we're all on the bed Bobby's together. untying the You're horse from the on, This post. is just best on at the moment. The rest okay. of you are next to a a horse that has recently embarrassed itself. Graham, uh, what are you, are you are you here for the for the scar jam? I was just doing a gig there. What are you guys doing here? Jackster goes. Wait a minute. These people are with you. Yeah, they're with me, Jackster. You get off it. Jackster. This one says he's a famous, either a doctor or an actor. I was confused, to be honest. That's Bobby Pancakes. He says a lot of things. Guys, what's happened? And Brain stops ringing his bell. We just did some really cool performance art in there, and we are spent. So uh, we're just going to go get a nice, quiet after-show drink. Right, guys? That's right. That's right. Well, why don't you have it at the Dragon Back Inn, huh? We'd love to. That's a good idea. Let's get out of here quickly, though, because me very thirsty for post-show aperitif. Make a deception check for me. Filled, DC 17. Why'd you make it so high? Because... (laughs) (laughs) Because of circumstantial evidence. Well, I didn't get it. All right. um, Grim Saltback looks at you. He's like, you guys aren't telling me the whole picture. This is... You guys are in trouble, right? You guys are in trouble? You guys been doing some stuff? Is this about the cult? Uh, Grim, it not the time. Let's just go quickly. We explain everything on the way. Jaxter and Brain are keeping a distance, but they're listening quite well, carefully. What do you know about the cult, uh, Grim? Well, I know enough to know that you guys shouldn't be messed up with that stuff. Guys, yeah, neither should you. Let's get out of here. Please. I've got the horse. Have I've you got, got the, the rope? Have we, are we, are now, we by now to you're go? untying. You're starting to I've got the horse. horse. Yep. Like I'm at the door. I've got the horse. The horse is dragging back no behind. I've heard some crazy stuff about this cult, guys. Like honestly, like you guys seen anything? Like what do you what 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 what, what do you what do you seen? Uh, banknote's gonna uh, wander over and like noticing this commotion. You're getting out of the yeah, and be like we need to go. We need to go. Get, like everyone got a thing. Mm-hmm. He sort of puts his hand on Grim's shoulder and just says, mm, "I'm not a coward. I've just never been tested." <laughs> I'd like to think though, if I was, I would pass. Look at the test. And get the who could never fall the grace go on I'm not a coward I might be a coward I'm afraid of what I might find let's get the fuck out of here look look Grimm's Grimm's friends Grimm's three musician friends are looking a bit uneasy they've obviously come here for a gig and he says easy Dave Paisley easy easy uh, two tone Tony easy Wolfman Jack who is actually a Wolfman Um, guys if you guys are in trouble you can always come to Grimm What's happened? Can I whisper to Grim so the, the, the guards can't hear? Yeah, of course. Whispering's fine, but they may find it suspicious, but you can whisper to him. Oh, me gotta tell you something embarrassing I did in me pants. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Hey, guys, uh, this is I want to hear about business. how the orc shit itself. <laughs> so please, a little bit of privacy. Yeah. Grim. Yeah. In a, a couple of seconds, a lot of people are going to come through looking for us. Uh-huh. You tell them we went back to the castle. Okay. And you act really scared. All right, I think I can do that for a you. A single good. tear rolls past the Ray-Bans and splashes onto his beard and he goes... Why are you sad? Uh, I just don't want to lose you guys. We're going back to your house, but don't tell anyone. Yeah, sure. Inside check, inside check, inside check. He's fucking lying. <laughs> That's a natural 20. You have to tell me if you're fucking lying. You have to tell me. Those are the rules. <laughs> it's a natural 20. Yeah. You 
notice some? Oh, um, no. He's found a way around his one weakness, which is not being able to tell emotions. Banknote. <laughs> Banknote. Banknote, every other member of the Dragon Friends is drawn in by the emotion of the moment. Um, but you, with a cold calculated, some would say emotional distance to the scene, <laughs> notice something that the others miss, which is that blood is mixed in with the tear rolling down his cheek. Does that happen when you lie? <laughs> Yes, I've seen it before. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, yeah, okay, I'll hold them here. You yeah. put Smedley, I've, my, I've got my cart just outside. You put Smedley, anything you need back at the inn, we'll meet back there in 15 minutes. How do you know who okay, Smedley okay, is? No, let's get out of here. What? But if you, yeah, let's do it, let's how go. Do you, how do you... The guy, the guy you're with. We'll, give you, him to me and then come get him later. You don't know who Smedley is. Yeah, he's the guy. He's the guy you got. You, you said it to me when you he's said it He's under a sheet, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> go. Yep. Go, go, we go, go, we go, go, we go, we go, we go, we go. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> you, you, you fire up, you, you kick into the horse, which tries to push a quite heavy hospital bed in an inefficient escape. And as you do, Grim indicates to Wolfman Jack, the actual Wolfman, who then puts his weight on a paw and pushes the gate, the doors shut, and they close with a thunk. And Grim, in the quiet, addresses you. I really, really didn't want it to come to this, guys. I was really hoping we could kind of avoid a lot of the unpleasantness, but you forced my hand. And with that, he takes his Ray-Bans off, folds them, and puts them in his vest pocket. And as he does, you notice for the first time that his eyes are ruined, gaping wounds. Do you look surprised? I can't tell. Um. (laughs) I'm sort of hoping you look surprised, my dragon friends. He spits on the ground. But Grim, you love us! I hate you! What?! I've hated you from the moment you walked into my inn with your quests and your bar tab and your talking, endless talking. Oh, I'll pay you back, Grim. I'll, I'll help you, Grim. Oh, I'll come to your concert, Grim. Oh, I'll buy a t-shirt, Grim. But you had all those pamphlets that you were obsessed with us. Yeah. Oh, it was an evil obsession. <laughs> oh. oh, yes. I totally get it. Oh. They're never nice. <laughs> well. Grim, grim, grim. Now we're never going to come to your concert. You don't understand what it took to bring you back to Daggerford. The work that I had to do. The bribes that I had to pay. The letters that I had to forge. Did it never? Look, we've all got jobs, okay? Shut up. Did it never occur to you why the dragon friends would be given the dukeship over literally anything? We no, never, no, we never not really. No. You got Fair that enough. ducal coin on it? Give it to me here. Give it to me here. No. No, then you'll be the duke. <laughs> and he snatches it and he tears a little bit away from it and then he puts it in his mouth and he's like, it's chocolate. <laughs> Oh. oh. 
And now it seems that this is where you die under the basement sub stable thing at the illustrated man. I finally grim soulback me, the man who created three good bands, two of which were disbanded for artistic reasons, will have my vengeance against that motley crew of dissident, adventuring scum they call the Dragon Friends. Thank you! The Dragon Friends are Alex Lee, Eden Lacey, Simon Greiner, and Michael Hing. Our Dungeon Master is Dave Harmon, and NPC voices are provided by Ben Jenkins. Live music this week was provided by DJ Tom Loud. Our special guest this week was Tom Walker, albeit quite briefly. Shakira Khan designs our website. The podcast is edited, mixed, and mastered by me, Hugh Guest. And new episodes are recorded live every month at Giant Dwarf Theatre in Sydney. Be sure to join us next time for the grand finale. Just quickly, uh, the lady who'd never come before. Uh, impressions. I, in, I've got a timer here, and in one minute or less, and less is fine, can you give us the plot of everything that happened in the fir- last episode? Yes. I don't even know where to start. Okay, so the halfling was on top of the... Half-orc. Half-orc. Um, under a... a car- Wake up! <laughs> under a curtain. And you guys were, like, undermining a Dracula? Sure. Yes! Yes, yes. yes. And, um... Things happen, jokes, hold the door. <laughs> it's all very derivative. Um, yeah, our poor Goliath that I drew um, was stuck, and I have no idea. The portal with the legs cut off, that was before, though. Yeah, um, it's before. close enough. The facts. Very well done. And then we got betrayed by our long-standing friends. Yeah, Grim Solback. Can our podcast um, episode be called Undermining a Dracula? Yeah. <laughs> 